In the age of Instagram and social sharing, brick-and-mortar businesses offer a unique advantage that even the biggest and best online platforms can't compete with. On Brick and Mortar Reborn, we talk with business owners and industry experts about what they're seeing work best for brick and mortar businesses who aren't just competing with their online counterparts, but thriving in spite of all the options that customers now have. We'll share exactly what you can do to set yourself up for success with an experience that wows your customers and keeps them coming back for more. And now our host, Bobby Maramat. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Brick and Mortar Reborn. Today, we have a very special guest with us, Nick Deliani, who is a director of retail at Zobis North America. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for taking the time. Appreciate it. I know um, it's, it's, it's always tough to make time, especially in this time of year, if you will. So appreciate you taking some time with us and giving our listeners some of your expertise. My pleasure. Absolutely. Before we get started, Nick, why don't you uh, give us a quick glimpse of what Nick is all about and what your company does? Yeah. So as you outlined, I'm Nick Deliani, uh, Director of Retail North America at Zovis. Zovis is a people counting technology company. Uh, we manufacture 3D optical sensors, which are used in a wide variety of different ways for analytical solutions in retail, airports, building management, and some other sectors as well. More about me personally, you know, I've been in and around retail the majority of my career, if not all of it. I've been in uh, the retail side of things, uh, working for a number of different retailers, and then also on the brand side um, in marketing, sales, store development, store design. So that's a little bit about me and uh, my background. Give us a little bit more about the, the, the types of companies that use your service. And if you don't mind giving us one example, maybe of a use case. We sell our hardware solutions to a wide variety of integrators. So those integrators take in our solution and work on different ways to provide analytical dashboards to, to retail, right? So within retail, it could be things like major grocers, right? That they're trying to understand store customer journey. Maybe they want to understand, uh, you know, how to do checkout that's that's cashierless. Uh, things like that are, are things that we we do on a daily basis, but we also do things that are, are simple threshold counting, right? People coming past the line and you understand something about that consumer and that consumer could be, you know, I want to understand gender. I want to understand how many people are coming in. I want to maybe do something like group counting and understand if somebody's coming in with their family, right? And, and not counting every individual within that, that family. So th- those are a number of things that we do, but we work with grocery, we work with apparel, we work with technology, wide variety of different brands throughout the United States and actually globally as well because we're a Swiss-based company. What are some of, uh, since you've been kind of around the retail world, if you will, and it's, it's no surprise that we've gone through some changes here in retail uh, recently, what are some of the biggest uh, changes that you've seen kind of in consumer behavior patterns? You kind of nailed it right in the last 18 months. We've seen a lot happen. And I think uh, the biggest thing that I saw was there was prior to COVID, there was this kind of, you know, hey, we'll wait, we'll understand that there's e-commerce that plays with brick and mortar and vice and vice versa. But what we've seen expedited since COVID has really been this, this apt to, to kind of pull in technology and bring, you know, things like curbside pickup or pick up in store and expedite that for a number of, of retailers. I think it's really sped up who we've seen adopting this and then also has changed the customer habits, right? We've seen the customers come in and spend maybe less time in spaces than they have in the past. Maybe they're not looking 
around as much. Maybe they're picking up the product and and uh, really just moving through the cash wrap as fast as possible. So, so I think there's been a wide variety of different customer journeys. And, and what we've seen on the technology side is retailers are starting to try to figure out what the new customer journey looks like, right? It's not what it was, you know, in 2019. It's, it's something different. And that is to be decided depending on who you are as a retailer. And what do you think as, as you're as kind of where, you know, this evolving world of retail, if you will, do you think the kind of the value drivers that, that prompt customers to purchase today, have those changed or do you feel like those are kind of the, still the same? I still think that they're rather, rather close to what they were before, right? But what we've seen with technology and the, the evolution of, of the customer journey, right, where there used to be this, okay, I'm an e-commerce consumer or I was a brick and mortar consumer or, hey, maybe I like to do shop this way, you know, for one product, maybe this way for another product. You know, we've seen a lot of uh, marketing opportunities kind of change and change a little bit with the consumer and really hearing out the consumer, right? So incentive programs and making ease of purchase something that's a priority and then understanding, you know, what the customer really wants to see in the next merchandise product mix those are values that that uh, retailers are looking at and trying to evaluate and and uh, shift as need be as the consumer journey changes. Out of curiosity, what's your? I know you probably again seen a lot of great experiences in retail. What is one of your favorite experiences that you you know maybe companies that you personally like to shop at? Yeah, you know a little bit about my background. I've been in in uh, the retail side. I've built out flagship stores and and kind of developed spaces and then, you know, did the evolution of, of retail spaces as well, right? Making kind of what's the new store format? How are you going to enrich the customer? But, you know, I think the, the one that really sticks with me and, and it's really just kind of immersing the customer in uh, the experiences, the Starbucks reserve locations that they have, more specifically the Chicago one, really you're, you're kind of experiencing the product and the, the brand in a different way, right? It's kind of elevating up. And I think that's really where brick and mortar is going to be, right? Is where where are the experiences? What are the things that are happening that you can't really kind of uh, see in an e-commerce experience? And and what is that going to do to the consumer? And, and what is that going to do to drive them to your space? Makes sense. Makes sense. Are you, um, as you've been kind of looking at different experiences that are built and as you start to, you know, I know again, um, you're kind of serving the retail side. So as you help customers kind of build their in-location experiences or the aggregators that, that serve them, if you will, or integrators that serve them, if you will. Um, what, are, what are some advice that you give to those retailers on kind of building a great experience given their you know customer profile that they serve? I think everything has to start at the customer level, right? I think we have to listen to what the customer is looking for and where they want to go. But in the in the world of retail, as anybody that's been in retail knows, right, you, you have to be able to change and change quickly, right? What was what was relevant yesterday may not be relevant today. And I think that that is understanding, you know, what's the right merchandising mix? What's the right store layout, right? Is the customer walking through the space the same way that they did six months ago? Or heck, maybe even two weeks ago. I think there's there's a number of different things that you you need to evaluate. 
And then I think it's also marketing and positioning your brand where the customer is, right? So sometimes that isn't at the physical space. That might be, you know, at their mobile. That might be, you know, on an e-commerce perspective. That might be from a digital marketing perspective. And I think, you know, there's so many touch points today that the customer sees. And and how do you keep relevant is, is really what you need to focus on as a retailer as you develop and as you grow out programs. I think one of the things, you know, that that we've been kind of advocating here for a while is, you know, one of the big, biggest changes that I think came out of, you know, the pandemic, and I know we're still kind of in it, but uh, as we get out of it, uh, is really being able to have the same tools that you have online in a store environment to be able to measure, you know, the, the flow, measure the data, and be, a, be in a place where you can make better decisions based on that data. I think, you know, one of the benefits of, of what, what you guys provide is really anal- analyzing that flow and occupancy data in real time, what, what are some benefits that you see in that versus, you know, really historical data? So I've been in the world and in, in kind of running e-commerce and looking at e-commerce websites. And I think what's great about our, our offering at Zovis, right, is you're kind of able to take some of those e-com metrics that you live day in and day out for, and, and you're able to push that into the brick and mortar space, right? You're able to understand the customer, you're able to understand the gender of the customer, dwell time, areas where they maybe are, are heat mapped and, and you're kind of understanding where they're spending a, a majority of their time as they come through the door. And really, why is real time, you know, data important, right? It's, it's important to make decisions, uh, you know, quickly to react to the customer's experience, right? So you can utilize this along with kind of your POS data and really understand, okay, well, they're converting, they're converting it with this merchandise mix, or they're interacting with this marketing, or Hey, maybe we need to staff differently. Maybe, maybe that's part of the customer experience that needs to change. And I think this allows store management and also executives, uh, you know, from, from brands and retail, you know, operations to really understand where, where retail's going and where their spaces need to evolve or maybe where they're clicking, right? And, and they need to do more of. Yeah. And what, what do you think based on that? Like, what do you think, uh, Nick is, is, is learning? Like, what are some insights? that retailers can get from that physical movement, right? Like, is it really just kind of, how do I merchandise better? Is it really kind of traffic flow time of day? Like, what is what do you think is like the most actual insights that the, the retailers are getting? With our technology specifically, we can do things like view detection, right? So we can understand where the customer's head is looking and where they're looking at something specifically. So how would you use that, right? You You could use that to say, hey, I'm going to bring in different lines of product because I see that this actually makes a difference to where the customer is is really looking or where they want to spend their time in the space. Now that's that's at a very high level, right? But it also could be like, hey, this is the number one section within the space. So we we should always merchandise our top prior product here or product that we want to be really significant. And I think that those are those are things that are you know, can be very high or very small, depending on if it wants to be a store management decision or even an organizational decision. And that's just, a, you know, a tip of the iceberg of how this technology can be used and, and how it is used today. Makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, is there an example of uh, the example that you'd like to share? And I don't know if you're able to kind of share real, real client kind of data, if you will, but of a client that, you know, didn't have you guys deployed initially and then deployed you and, and what they kind of learned and how, how that affected their business. I have to stay, unfortunately, vague with uh, the brands, but we've had a number of grocers that are looking at kind of full customer journey, right? And really understanding 
how long is a line queue within maybe an area where you're picking up pre-prepared foods, right? So they had pressure points there or, or they had moments that were maybe a little challenging. And so using our technology to understand kind of the wait time and, and how long a customer's waiting, they're able to deploy more stations, maybe have more food readily available, things like this that allow them to react to the customer and the customer's needs. So that's kind of, you know, a very deep use of, of our technology, right? Is that you're, you're kind of using it for these different uh, moments to make the customer experience uh, much better. As you've been kind of looking at and thinking about the, you know, the top elements, factors that retailers consider when they, you know, think about utilization of their spaces, think about movement of what merchandise they're going to put in different areas and end caps and XYZ. Are there top elements and factors that you think are, you know, across the board retailers should really think about? You know, I think first and foremost, right, experience, you know, what will stand out? What will the customer walk away with saying, hey, I would love to come back to this this experience again? I think that's got to be, you know, kind of number one. When I'm always looking at this, too, is it's location, right? You know, where are you located in that mall? Where are you located in that uh, that uh, center? You know, or do you have a standalone space? And then I think, you know, the the king of everything or queen of everything is is merchandise, right? You know, where are you selling? Are you selling something that's unique to the market? Are you winning on price? Are you winning on promotion? Are you winning on this? And I think those are the things that have to be kept in mind. But I think, you know, as we see retail evolve, right, it will be this evolution of how the store is designed and how we're kind of marketing to individuals in a different way than maybe we did in the past. What are some uh, important in-store movement patterns that you've seen change over time? I think as I touched upon earlier, really the, the way the customers interacted is, is changing and, and it's, it's different than it was pre-COVID, right? And the customers coming in, they're interacting maybe with the product a little less. And then we've even seen, you know, kind of where we, we kind of took our foot off the pedal a little bit and people started to come back in the space that some of those behaviors came back. And I think unfortunately now some of those behaviors are going back into the the kind of the the COVID times, if you will. But, uh, you know, I think what I really have enjoyed is kind of the, this adoption of allowing you to shop where you want and pick up the product where you want, right? And I think that's allowed the customer to really make the right decision and have some immediate gratification or have things shipped to their house, depending on kind of, you know, where they are in the buying cycle and where they want to, where they want to purchase product. So I think we'll continue to see this change and and evolve. But I think with the new platforms and with the the new programs that are are readily available from the retail mix, you'll continue to see the customer win and and have solutions that they really enjoy. And what, one of the one of the things that we continuously tell clients is is that in general, what fits for one retailer, you know, doesn't necessarily fit for another. Of course, it's common sense, but. As you get to know your customer, then you got to figure out, you know, what is what are the elements of providing that great experience in location and also the ability to be able to create those flows so that things make sense and you maximize the opportunity to get the right products in front of your customers at a given time. What um, do you have generalized experience around, you know, once I figure out my ICP and my customer, what are some ways that I can provide a, a great in-location experience, things that are not necessarily thought of generally? I think in my experience, right, it's it's been how do you explain the product in a unique way 
or how do you provide a, a nice marketing experience that allows you to be more educated around the product? And I think those are things that, that help the consumer understand something that might be complicated, right? Most of my background has been in the tech space, right? So there's, there's things that have nuances or have complication to them or, or have user knowledge that's needed, right? And, and some people, right, they come through the door with that saying, hey, I'm a techie, I'm an early adopter, I know all about this. But then for, you know, the majority of consumers, they don't have that, right? So how do you easily break down these barriers, whether you're using a technology to push data to them through their mobile device, or you're using a technology that displays things on screens, or you can even use a technology to see how something would be in an augmented reality type of uh, format, right? I think these are all things that have been more accepted by the customer base. And I think those are things that you'll continue to see you know, as, as uh, retail and brick and mortar evolves. Makes sense. Makes sense, Nick. That, thank you. That was wealth of information. What technology do you think uh, is going to have the biggest impact on, on really the future of brick and mortar? And, and, and specifically, let's talk about retail. Yeah, I think, I think brick and mortar for the, for the time being, right, there, there's different adoption levels of technology, right? There may be, you know, fleets of stores that, that really adopt it at a high level. There might be a mom and pop shop that doesn't adopt it in any way, shape or form or vice versa, right? And I think really kind of what we've figured out so far is that people like painless checkout, right? Like we, that people like to go through pay with Apple Pay, you know, understand that experience and not have like a, a painful uh, purchasing process, right? For me, I think it's, it's going to be also how do you not just have product on shelf, but how do you complement that with storytelling and, and an experience? And I think there's a wide variety of different technologies, right? And some of that might be the, the very technology you have in your pocket as you are walking through the store as a consumer. It might be different technologies that are used to, you know, change the lighting, to change the feel, to change the look, to, to display different material to market to you as you hit a different part of the store. There might be a lot of these things. And I think these are being really explored in flagship locations throughout not just the the US, but around the globe. And I, I think what we'll see is some of these adoptions and some of these tests will come out of the flagship store and start to push into kind of mainstay um, uh, locations as the time comes. Awesome, Nick. Wealth of information. Appreciate it much. Is there anything that I forgot to ask that you'd like to make sure our listeners know no i think i think we covered a a wide variety of things and i think uh no i really enjoyed the time talking with you awesome well appreciate it again thanks for taking the time and spending some time with us and our listeners and uh looking forward to uh you know keeping in contact here uh likewise enjoy your day awesome you too nick thank you much thanks for tuning in to this episode of brick and mortar reborn To find the resources mentioned in this show and detailed show notes, head over to brickandmortarreborn.com.